All right, Eric, ready? All right, welcome to the 90th Minute Whistle Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Leon, with my co-host, Mario. Yeah, hello. Man, that's been, that's, that's the worst hello I've heard all day. And I've heard lots of hellos today. A bit too much, but anyways, let's let's get started. Um, see, what do we want to start? Just, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both tired. But um, uh, let's just we agree we, we agreed to not the podcast. Yeah, but I know. I think we either do it now or we do it. Tomorrow. Let's go. Let's continue. We won't start. Okay. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's continue. So yeah, um, City won the league. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, no one cares because City has no fans, so nobody cares. I've yet to meet meet a City fan. But yeah, City won the league. Um, they were, you know, they spent the first half of the season in mid table. Which is, you know, it's uncommon for a Guardiola team. They don't normally spend half the season in mid-table. But um, they beat Chelsea and they went to the winning run and they went to first and they've been at first ever since. So I guess that's <laughs> that, that really. Um, again, Pep, even five, that's what? Three titles in what four or five years? I think only Alex Ferguson has been able to match that record. So yeah, it's been um I, I don't even know what to say really. I think like City winning the title is like expected at some point. Um Does this football season feel anti feel? Yeah, yeah, it feels very anti because <laughs> You know, you're just saying like, oh, yeah, City win the league and they get carried Inter away. Inter, Inter win and they were the favorites coming into the season. Exactly. Um, City win. Bayern won, yeah, wow. Nine, that's nine, win. 99 in a row, like, wow. Bayern you know, win. It was such an interesting title race. Um, I think the only excitement is Lil, like Lil winning league on. But that's, yeah, but yet, even, that's so. not... No, but that, but even then, even even Lil, 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 Lil win the title in, in a year where not just PSG but other teams around them were going through troubles. It's, it's what I did say about Montpellier. Now, this Montpellier situation was much worse than the league was much worse than it is now. But you remember the year when Monaco won? You hear me? Yeah, sorry about that. I accidentally disconnected my mic. I'm an idiot. Yes, you remember the year when Monaco won? Yes, I remember the year when Monaco won. That was that was exciting. But you see, the thing is, Leon was still a good team. Marseille was still a decent team. 
and even Lil and Nice were were still competing or competitive in the league or could upset these teams on a day. Um, this just feels like okay. You remember when Hazard's little team won? Yeah, that was a competitive year where all the teams were on the same level, and that little team was better. Than that. That was just yeah, but team. you know, like PSG should have won. You know, and that's an, and that's the next thing. I they don't fired, think they fired Tuchel. It's funny, like they, they fired Tuchel. Um, they brought in Pochettino. And now Tuchel is the first coach to be in back-to-back Champions League finals with two different clubs. You know, he rescued Chelsea's season. Yeah, but here's the thing. While, well, I know, while even the only two, trophy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's, the, here's why I'm not going to give Tuchel. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, like, give Tuchel not credit in this. Even when Tuchel was at the helm at the beginning of the season, it wasn't like they were playing lights so. So I can't just yeah, say, all right, it's Pochettino coming and they were never focused on the league this year. That's, that's another thing that, that's kind of like an asterisk beside. That, you, that is true, but you know, Monaco beat them like, to the title. Yeah, that, that's true. Monaco beat them to the title. It, it was almost like even when Tuchel was there, even in the first half of the season, PSG did not have their foot on the gas in the league. It seemed like all of everything that they were aiming for this season was just to get back to the Champions League final and win it. Even if that means we be able to win the league this year, because at least against you win the Champions Not going through to the yeah, finals. But, yeah, but no, no, you're not nothing. And that's sometimes a risk you have to take. Because let's be honest, who would be impressed if they won the league this year again? Well, like I say, no, Bayern and Liga, and I know, but that's no, but that's the thing. Um, but that's the thing. League, um, league on getting a new champion every now and again, and I think German football showed it as well. And we're seeing it now with Syria. This thing where one team dominates forever, it it it, it, it wears on the entire league. So this that's might true. be this might be a good thing that Lil gets to to win again. With a, a young team that can be ripped apart, but at least they will get a lot of money from her and they can rebuild their team. And they already have youngsters that they can bring forward, um, um, separate from who can get set. But the main point is it's not like PSG challenged you. PSG was basically taking their time, seeing, seeing how the Champions League turns out. The problem is. As you said, they may have waited too late to step their foot on the gas. Now, let's say that PSG had five to, five to seven more games after they got knocked out of the Champions League. Right? Yeah. Or better, ten games after they got knocked out of the Champions League. They could just turn on the pace and just win the league title itself on call it a day, but you wait until, like, what, four games left? Yeah. Maybe two, maybe really- three. Like, yeah, so you may wait until... Yeah, but yeah, know, so, funnily, you know, they, they could have still won. But again, even after getting knocked out, they lost crucial matches. That yeah, which is why I said. Edge. No, but which is why I said um, flipping that switch and turning it on at the end of the season isn't always easy. Like, because the it's... only race, like, you know, only race is La Liga. But again, to me, that's not a race. And even that's that... You know, that's, that's me saying, you know, that's like Atletico, Real and Barca say, oh, no, you have the title. Oh, no, you have the title. Because um, apparently I, I, I nobody wants the title. It, I, um, I wouldn't describe it like that. 
Well, that's a good description, but I would more describe it. That's an accurate description, but I would more describe it as I would more describe it as who can try to fuck this up more and still yeah, manage yeah, to win. Exactly because I have no idea like what's going on here. Every time I give you a chance to go ahead and win, like I say, it's an accurate you description. Lose or draw. Yeah, and um, Atletico want me to say that today to reclaim to um hold. Yeah, so there are no four firm. points ahead. Yeah. And Barca draw Barca draw with the Avante. Barca draw with the Avante. Months ago or matches ago. Barca could have been in first place. Madrid could have been in first place. It's like after El Casino, I thought Madrid were just going to go on a run. Because you got Barca out of the way. Barca the Chelsea defeat, any. man. It's it, it's it's the defeat to Chelsea, man. It threw them off. Any anything, but um, and people underestimating Sevilla, but the Sevilla team is actually very good. They actually should have won yes, that match. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I keep telling you that La Liga's football, even so say that Bilbao, these teams are good. They're not just sitting down and beating. They're just not sitting down and taking beatings from Barca and Madrid. So. I always said that Atletico will win the title this year and it should. Um, but this title race feels like it again, as you say, it don't feel like a title race. No, because every team is just throwing at this moment. You know, you're, you're, they're, they're throwing. Like everybody had tried to find a way of this Like, missed this up completely. Everybody had tried to find a way. Every. Everybody are break down in some way and still can't decide the title. Exactly. How do you so, play like no, that's the thing, you know, like how do the three top teams in the league play like shit towards the title? Like find every way for mess up the title, find every way to not win the win the title, and still we can't find a champion at this point. So it's not even as you say, it's not an exciting title. Because it's not like you're seeing um Atletico aren't playing like Atletico Madrid. Real not playing like Real, Barca not playing like Barca. Yeah, them still have, have, have some stars that, you know, you're just turning to see them go score. Like a Leo Messi, a Hazard, Benzema, um, if Coutinho is fit, um, Griezmann. So you still have names in La Liga that will sell shirts, but even those guys aren't playing at their best right now. And Atletico, even with Joe Felix and maybe Suarez scoring goals. They're not playing completely like Atletico Madrid, so it's not that they don't. You know, like even Atletico, like the team has fallen like a massive drop off in form, and Barca Madrid is just limping at this moment. Like Atletico should win because they've been the most consistent. Yeah, but you're you see that's the thing, you know. You're saying that all right, so Barca and it's like this. Barca and Real Madrid are on purchase, but you want you to know the wheelchair for Boston. <laughs> like, yeah, Atletico. Atletico is not at their best either. Overall, they're not like even together as a team isn't built like a, a full a full-fledged Atletico team. It has its pieces that we can name. It should be performing better based on certain names, but everything just doesn't fit together. And how however Simeone has it now, it just doesn't fit together. So 
even with the names that should be better because you have Lucas Torreira who should be who should be perfect if you can have a similar system. Yorente has been doing well. Koke and Saul underperform because you use them all over the place so they can't get settled in one position. Um, Carreso and Lemar don't know if they're going to play this weekend or if not, depending on, um, depending on where you want to play Koke or Saul and depending on how much central midfielders you want and the field want. And then he's been rotating the squad in different ways um, to try to find the answer. Sometimes Korea, um, Korea is, is one of his starters. Sometimes he isn't, so he can't get a run of form. He's one of those guys who um, have very good talent that may never play for Argentina because you're in the starting That's 11 true. for two weeks and you're out again for two weeks. And not from injury, but just seeing when I take you out of the squad. You score important goals, yes, but you're not a, you're not a 20 goal a season. You never score every week type of striker. Um, but yeah, if they need to pop up with a goal, you definitely will score. You work hard, you're a creative player, but you're in and out of the starting 11. Um, who are the full, who, who is the defense? Sometimes it's Jimenez and Savage. Um, sometimes it's Versalco, sometimes it's Kieran Trippier, sometimes it's Renan Lodi. Well, I think Renan Lodi has been there consistently. But is it Felipe? Is Felipe going to play as the center back alongside Jimenez, or is it going to be Mario Hermoso? Are you are you using Mario Hermoso as a left back or a centre back? Have you made up your mind on that? It's just all over the yeah, place. Yeah. So it's again that again, but you can say that for the other two teams. But like I said, you know, let's yeah, yeah like I said, granted is a out of three bad teams. Yeah, out of three bad teams, they've been the less bad. Yeah. So and yeah. you know their performances in Europe also shows that you know. These are not the giants. How did Mad- Madrid should never are, got, you know, Madrid should not have gotten to 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 to, to the to the quarterfinals. They shouldn't have gotten here. Uh, yes, exactly. Be, well, semi-finals, semi-finals, I think. Semi-finals, yes. yeah. And you know, oh, yeah. funnily enough, Liverpool had a, probably a full strength squad. They'd have probably knocked them out. Yeah, they should in in the quarterfinals because you know they shouldn't have, like I said they shouldn't have been there in the first place. And you know, you you always say that teams that should not be in certain stages of the Champions League. You can always, you know, when they face a team that should be there, you see, they always get exposed, and you you see, see that they shouldn't have been there. And then that's when people start, and that's one of the things that that's one of the things that sometimes as a as a person who really watches the game, you can't hear, you can't you can't take on the casual fan talk sometimes because all the casual fan sees on the name is Lionel Messi, Barcelona. That is all them see. Them, yeah, yes, they all them sip on the jersey. The all them sip on the jersey is Cristiano Ronaldo, Juventus jersey. Them must say, all right, this team isn't built properly. This team isn't this. This is the, this decision is being is being made at the club that is causing this to happen. This was a bad transfer. This never made no sense in the first place as a transfer. A casual fan does not see that. So a casual yeah. fan just said, oh, Barcelona Champions League, and I'm about Lionel Messi, all right, cool. They're supposed to win it. And you know, it's the not hell just the no. fans alone, you know. The pundits are also the same as well because you're seeing an aging Busquets at Frankie De Young and probably a Moriba or um, a Pedri. You know, you look at an aging Cruz and Modric and Casemiro and then you're like, oh, yeah, man, Madrid this man, you know, Madrid. Yeah, Madrid. Yeah, that, 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 that midfield. That midfield. Man. 
Yeah, yeah, Madrid is a Ballon d'Or winner and Antoos is a World Cup a, a World Cup winner and a four-time Champions League winner. I'm still I'm still supposed to can pass or run up yeah, on the yeah, midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 35 though. 34, yeah, exactly. 35, 36. Um, Madrid got 36 now and Antoos is to go 34-35. So, and people still expect them to play like and the same thing was happening with Shabby. They were 25, 24, and 20, yeah. 26 and younger than prime. And Spain learned that the hard way. They made five of the World Cup. Change out your squad when the man them get out. Fix so, but yeah, Every squad think... needs to fix after a certain amount of time. Exactly. And the problem with the Spanish squads, you know, and we probably might need to do a podcast at a later date at this, you know, but the Spanish giants, they have accumulated so much debt. They have kept the old guard for so long that now in our football climate where there are no fans, where the cost of players are so expensive and where teams overall, you know, smaller teams are not selling their big name players for chump change anymore. You're now in a situation where you have no, you can't find any money to well, here's why that's not a rebuild your squad. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's why that's not a really a big issue at Mars and Mars that a lot of people make it. Hmm. I keep telling people this: La Masia might have changed in a lot of ways, but the quality of players coming out of La Masia never changed. The situations no, that yeah, that is true. And you said that to me. You said that you know. You said that the way for Barca to fix their depth problem is to go back to what they did best. Was you maybe have one or two stars that you buy from the outside, but majority yeah. of your first team eleven comes from your academy. So not, you don't not even, have not to even, spend not even the eleven, not even million. The start. No, but even if you even if you yeah, buy your squad overall, yeah, the next the next eleven to the next eleven to fifteen players should be academy graduates. I watch Pep Guardiola push out Gabriel Milito, push out Rafa Marquez, um, poor older centre-backs who were still somewhat in their prime. Um, Marquez was coming closer to the end, but Milito um, was still at his, at, at his best. And you brought in a young PK who was really your academy graduate who you did not give a chance to and sold him to Manchester United. Same thing with the Fabregas of the world. Um... And the Arteta, and the list goes on. But you brought in, you had Pique and Puyol as a centre-back partnership. And the backups at that time, or at the time that I'm talking about, were Muniesa, Mark Bartra, Andrew Fontas, and uh, Martin Montoya um, as a young right-back. Those were the guys that were the backup, the backup, um, defenders. Now, the majority of the guys named to have called their careers haven't went to the level that it's supposed to. Mark Barter came the closest and that Dortmund spell, I don't know why it ended the way it ended, um, but he's currently starting at Real Betis, so at least he has that, but Barter was expected to be the, 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 the second coming of PK. Andrew Fontas, I don't even know if he's still playing for Celta Viva right now. Mark Munyesa is, is a staple at the back for Girona, but Girona just got relegated and are fighting to try and come back up in the league. Um, Martin Montoya can't make Brighton starting 11 over Lampton. 
Um, but those guys, those were the guys backing us up in the Champions League that in 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 that Pep one. Yep. Sure, they bought Mascherano in when Puyol got old. Or well, they brought in Mascherano while Puyol was getting old, because Mascherano was like, still used as a backup defensive know, midfielder and a backup um, centre back until he became a star. Well, you know, when you really look at the two Spanish giants, and we probably might straying off course from the topics that we had, but when yeah, we never prepared Spanish in the first giants, place, well. yeah, now that too. You know, Perez was hailed as a great squad builder. Mm-hmm. No, he was the Galacticus model. You know, you go out there, you buy superstars, you bring them in. And he was always the one that had like a revolving door, you know. He wasn't afraid to push out superstars and bring in new superstars. Yeah. Whether they were the fresh, young, hot things in the caca, or they were proven superstars like Zidane, you know, proving himself at France, proving himself at Juventus. In all trainers, Kaka did a lot. Hey, in all trainers, Kaka did a lot before his Madrid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know, but he was still fairly young and in his Yeah, he was still very young, still very young. So, you know, uh, you know, maybe look at the Orzils that he picked up from. Orzils, Di Maria. Exactly. And you let Real Madrid, your starting 11 is still, your your midfield three is still two, three, 30 plus year olds. Like, what, go on? All right, you see. A part of that, we kind of, we kind of have to look at both Zidane and Isco because Isco would be a good replacement for Modric. But, but I don't Isco, understand. Isco is a good replacement for Modric. Um, and they've always been trying to get Pogba. Um, and I, I, I would assume that he would be a good replacement for Cruz. But Madrid, what, what I've been noticing from Madrid is that even though they put themselves in a dead situation, which nobody expected the pandemic, so they were probably thinking that they would have more time to cover their to cover their debts. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they didn't predict Hazard being this injury prone to, the, to where they could probably sell him by now. Yeah, but you know, the funny um, thing about injury proneness, you know, is they are the biggest, the biggest, um, the culprits of that. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not crushing uh, him uh, back. He doesn't get any time to, to no, but that's not properly. That, you know, they're just yeah, granted, back all of that's match. true. Grant, granted, that, that's true. But um, at the same time, what I'm saying is, they they couldn't predict that they would put, they would even be in that situation for them to. Yeah, but you back. know, like I would again, you can't say that. Like, yes, they didn't predict it, you know, but they signed. Vinicius you have to look at. Yeah, but those signed, are wingers. Who are you signing for your central midfield? No, 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 no. Hold on, who hold are on, the players on. that you're no, going on, to use? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You already have Isco Alcaran. You already have Valverde who come from the academy and has shown promise. Like I said, um, and this goes back to um, one of the things me and you always talk about, about signing. Signing because you have to rather than signing just because you need fresh blood. Sure, you can want fresh blood, but in all fairness, name the central midfielders who have shown promise like a Tony Cruz or a Luka Modric. And I already used Isco as an example for Modric. But name the players that they yeah. really could have signed. Coutinho was already Coutinho already yeah, signed you know, for Barca. Again, they had they had Odegaard, they had Marcos Lorente. They no, but Odegaard is still by them. You're acting like Odegaard yeah, is Yeah, I'm saying, but you know, the transition, they, no, but, you know, normally at this time, they would have transitioned away from 
the three veterans that's in that midfield right now. Yeah, but yeah, but what I'm saying is it's not like Odegaard is Odegaard hasn't proven what Modric proved at Tottenham to deserve a Madrid starting them. And you have to remember he Zidane trains with Odegaard or Zidane is coaching Odegaard. So he's probably seeing something in their game that isn't going to be immediate replacement for Luka Modric. Mm-hmm. So who is the signing that I can sell right now? Like if I was to if I was if I was to sell Modric right after his Ballon d'Or season, right? Yeah. That would have been a perfect time to start moving on. Exactly. You had Isco. I don't know what relationship Isco and Zidane have that fell apart because that final season, that final, um, that final Champions League, that third Champions League season. Yes, Isco was a big, big, big factor big part in, of that in the league exactly. campaign and in the Champions League. And the Champions League. He played, he switched to a 4 4 And then forget, at the the, beginning you have to forget that they also have Asensio that can play in midfield as well. No, well, Asensio is currently his. Um, Right, you know, which I don't have a problem with because no, I don't, but I'm just saying overall, you have players that you can play. No, but here's the thing, here's the thing. midfield. But you, again, but here's here's the thing again. These players that we're talking about are youngsters that sure you should be transitioning to them, but they have not shown either Zidane or anybody that they can play to the level that you probably want them to play. When Odegaard was at Sociedad. Yeah, he played well, but I still saw so that they didn't, they didn't necessarily, they weren't necessarily competing for a title. Odegaard performing well for Sociedad is not like Madrid performing well for Tottenham and, and earning a move to my, uh, Madrid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's, again, a, it's a different, it's a different proving ground. Yeah, but again, you know, you can't, it's the same, like, Right. Again, Madrid, a lot of Madrid's problem is very self-conflicted because you have the answers. Because in the match against Chelsea, right, they could not keep up with Pante and Giorgino. The three midfielders them were just literally being outran. And you know, Chelsea did the same thing that Liverpool did to. Um, Barca in their Champions League winning year. Oh, pressed the midfield. They all pressed their midfield and they played the game at a Premier League pace. Mm-hmm. Where the legs, just literally the legs of these players just can't. So even though Cruz and Madrid are no strangers to playing at a faster pace, because They're both old. of them are playing at a They're faster old. pace, they don't have the legs to keep up with that. And an Isco, an Odegaard, Valverde, these are players that can manage to play at a faster pace. Yes, but not necessarily the quality that you want. So let's say that Odegaard, Isco is the only exception. the quality, no. But again, the midfield would be a lot better, a lot balanced, and more active with more energy if you have these players. Because if you're telling that energy doesn't necessarily mean a different result. Yeah, but you should be using Marjorie and Cruz as players off the bench, or maybe one of them in the yeah, starting your midfield tree yeah, but here's to the provide thing. Here's experience. The thing. Yeah, but that's not, the thing. not that's to where... be the ones you're relying on to dictate 
Yeah, but yeah, you have to also remember, you have to also remember, Zidane has tried a lot of different midfield combinations since retaking the Madrid job. That's where, that's where I don't, that's where I don't fault him. It's because he's tried every combination that he's had. The only one that I haven't seen him play yet is um, the guy that they sent to Dortmund, Renier. Or Renier, whatever the Brazilian attacking midfield. Yeah. He's tried Odegaard. It didn't work. He's tried Isco since coming back, which is why I said I don't know what happened since 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 he came back. Yeah, but, but remember, you know, Odegaard did not pick up. Odegaard had to bed into that Swansea team before he started to perform at a level that earned him uh, earned him a La Liga team of the season slot. Same with Regulon. These are players that on the clubs where they are known at. It took them a while to bed in, but once they got up to speed, both of them put in performances that earned them in La Liga team of the season. Yeah, but again, is it going to produce on a Champions League level? I don't think Zidane was getting that out of it. Yeah, but the midfield that you have now can't compete to the best midfields in Europe. True, but them, again, like so I said, do you bet in the youngsters? Do you bet in the youngsters? Let them get that experience. Let them grow. Or do you go with the old guard, which cannot do it because they just don't or have do the you, legs anymore? Or do you put the youngsters in and break them confidence? There's think two ways that can I believe go. that. I believe if you have Magic alongside the other guard and a Casemiro, that's a, lot, that's a lot of growing for other guard. If you put Isco in there, but again, like you said, for some reason, you don't use Isco, so. Yeah, so Isco is the only one that really makes sense to replace Matic. Odegaard, I've seen him try with Odegaard. For some reason, it doesn't work out. I don't think well, Zidane... I think he probably needs to use Odegaard like how Jose used um, Ozil. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, trying no, well, to no, play no. Odegaard as an 8 when he's a 10. No, that's the thing. He uses Odegaard as a 10. But when he uses Odegaard as a 10, he has to change the base of his midfield. And that's no what I said, he's tried. No, 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 but that's what I said. That's what I said. He's tried different things. The thing, two, there's two things, um, problems with that, that are, that are um, attacking Madrid right now. The youngsters that they thought would be, they thought, they, they would probably thought that they were youngsters and they, their youngsters would have been much further ahead. Yeah, that's but they're not, the they're not developing them, so how can they be further ahead? No, 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 ahead? What I'm, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. No, but You're counting on is, other clubs to develop them for you. No, what I'm saying is Zidane obviously saw something in Odegaard that said that, all right, maybe I should send him out and loan into an even a different situation. A loan spell at Sociedad and um, Betise doesn't mean you're going to play well in the Madrid starting level needed or in the Madrid team. Zidane has used Odegaard a lot of times and nothing came from it. Whether it was the combination of the midfield, the shape of the team, or whatever. Also, I want you to also keep in mind, I don't think, even with Barca, Madrid, and Atletico, none of these three teams right now want the situation that they're in. So it's not like, it's not like Zidane has what he wants, in a sense. Even for Odegaard to thrive in this squad. I think what Zidane wants is for the club to clear the decks first, 
and then then you can figure out where everything falls. Yeah, I don't think this season for Barca, for Madrid and Atletico for the three of them, they haven't transitioned how they wanted to, and I think that's the biggest problem. None of the three teams transition how they wanted to, and it's like you ever start construction on a project and. Some parts of the building sturdy, and some parts you don't want nobody go near the go near it. That's true. That's how Barca Madrid are now. Yeah, we have a yeah, we have a, we have a, we have a guy who we signed at 16 as the greatest one, one of the greatest wonder kids in Europe. We signed Vinicius Fia, ridiculous transfer if he thought he was going to be the next Robinho. Hasn't showed that yet. Rodrigo supposed to be the next Neymar. Hasn't showed that. But Even he's actually showing Exactly. <laughs> And you're not using um, these players in their best positions because you know it's funny that you bought both of these players when they were playing center forwards for their respective clubs. I wouldn't say center forward, but like it, um, second striker. They were yeah, the old. That's, that, that's why I said center forward. You know, center forward is not the old and old striker. Oh yeah, yeah. So inside for whatever work. Exactly, and what? you're not used, and you're playing both of these players out wide. And it's funny that you play Rodrigo on the right where he's a better finisher than Vinicius, always has been a better finisher, but when both of them were in the Brazilian, the Brazilian league, and Rodrigo is way better on the left, while Vinicius is better on the right as a creator or in behind an out-and-out strike, and you've never actually used both of these players in these roles. Right? You bought Kubo, and you just, had, you just relegated him out unknown. If you bought him... All right, but you see that again, Villarreal, again... Again, Getafe's best player this season, and I can't remember what club he was at last year, but you again was the I best Kubo, player. Oh, again. I wouldn't say Kubo, I wouldn't say Kubo. Well, one of their best, not the best player. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn this. Like, Kubo and the funny though, they cancelled his loan at Villarreal, and now he's missing out in the Europa League final. Yeah, but um, the thing with Kubo again, like with Kubo and Ranier, yeah, they're not going to affect the squad no and that's a yeah, problem but that's what i'm saying but you're saying no they don't expect their youngsters are are not developing at the rate that they expect but they are not using their youngsters no what you know, they're, they're, they're sending them out alone and expecting the loan clubs to give them the finished product and that's no not i'm not happen. saying no i'm not saying the finished product but what i'm saying to you is there's no point in bringing back Kubo from Mallorca and thinking he's going to affect how my squad is doing. So let me send them on a more difficult loan spell that with a, with a little more um, challenge to it, which he's done okay so far for Villarreal. But it's a step up. Arsenal, Arsenal may be lower in the table than Sociedad is in their, in their La Liga table, but no, Arsenal is the bigger challenge. What yeah, I the think the challenge for him to, to play in that team that is god awful. I say that team will beat will beat this Arsenal team. Um, they should, they, should, they, should, they should have left him at so you see that. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I, 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 no, because this Arsenal team has no chemistry, they're playing very badly. They're under an inexperienced manager in the hardest league in the world to play in. So yeah, but what, so what, what, what what is other guard learning? Other than what it feels like to lose 
No, I'm but here's the thing. Horrible team. Are they are they be are they in the relegation zone? No, but they're ninth, tenth, some shit like Good. that. That is still better than playing for Sociedad and finishing what sixth, maybe fifth, fourth in La Liga. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, but, right, well, what, but what, what, what is what is Odegaard learning from playing in a very bad team other than learning how to fail? I wouldn't say learning, how, but again, what better adversity than the Premier League in that situation? It's the this adversity. Is not, this is not a good condition for a player to develop in. I would say it is for and youngsters to develop in. I would say cannot, it is. And a club that cannot utilize him his strength properly. Because I wouldn't they say don't that. have the proper I would tools say. around them to do it. No, but or, what I'm saying the manager to put it Neither does Sociedad. But again, Sociedad wanted to keep him. No, but Sociedad they isn't a better they situation. They to keep him. Yeah, but Sociedad isn't a better situation than Arsenal. You're saying that simply from the point of view of Sociedad. What Sociedad would have is an easier way to finish fourth. Arsenal has the harder way to finish fourth. Yeah, but they were never in the. They were. They were never going to finish fourth. No, in but even in, a, even in a right. Europa League. All right, let's let's even, even say a Europa They've League. been the highest Arsenal have been this season was ninth. No, but what I'm saying is, even if they were to tra- even if they were um attacking for a Europa League, right? It yeah. is just easier at Sociedad. It isn't a better situation for him to develop it. Now, if you want to say it won't break his confidence, then cool. It's it, it, your confidence easier for working at a Premier League playing for Arsenal. That's definitely true, but it's not the better situation for him to develop it. The adversity of playing in the Premier League and trying to make it um into the Europa League, which even if Arsenal are not getting that done, it is their aim. Even if they fail at it, the point is it's easier for him to do it at Sociedad. It is easy for, for Kubo to stand out playing for Mallorca. Mm-hmm. So let's bring him up Villarreal and see when can really do. Renier has played okay for um, Dortmund. Are we talking about him like we talk about Sancho? Yeah, but Renier's playing okay. He's not he's not putting up any trees. Exactly. But I bet if they put Renier in Sociedad squad right now, he would be their starting attacking midfielder. I don't know, but guess who get but, but guess what? Is Renier going to take Julian Brandt's game at Dortmund? No. Much more adversity. And then Dortmund already produced their own attacking midfielder who can play on the wing in um, Giovanni Reina. So now you have to produce, now you have to um, play against that. Um, they still have Thorgan Hazard, they still have Marco Royce um, for the wing spots, for the wing positions, because Renier also plays on the wings. And again, you have Brandt as a number 10 for compete with it. You have their own number 10 in Reina for compete with and the wingers. So it's a much more difficult situation. So we don't talk about um, Rainier the way we talk about Sancho. But Rainier has been playing good. But Kubo stood out at Mallorca. Um, Odegaard and Isak formed a part. As a matter of fact, I'm surprised they didn't trade Mariano Diaz straight up for Isak. Because which Odegaard... Which is, you know, finally, you know, because Isak... Isak got into the Liga team of the season and he would have been a very good asset for Madrid this season. And yeah, yeah. I can say, he and Odegaard has a very good partnership. Yes, yeah, so again, I think Renier playing in... Even if you put Renier in Betis, he would, would, like would look like a star. Look at how Diego Lene is, um, Mexican um, winger. He's doing well yeah. um, for, for, for Betis. 
So, so what you basically what... saying in you know, the Mario is that you're yeah. saying that the top clubs in La Liga are so weak that it would be better development wise for no, I'm willing to admit that. Guard to be in the Premier League. It's easy. No, well, here's the thing. I don't want it to sound like I'm shitting on the La Liga because the, the, the distance isn't that far. Like, because how you state it may make it seem like, all right, La Liga clubs are so shitty that, no, it's just not, the gap, there is still that noticeable difference in competition. There is still that noticeable difference. I can't mm-hmm. expect a player who shines for, for Gladbach to, to, yeah. and get Gladbach, get, he can get Gladbach to fourth place. I can't expect him to win you a Champions League right then, then and there next year. That not even did happen for Marco Royce, and Royce to me is actually much more underrated than he than, than his trophy cabinet allows him to be and his injury. Yes, very much so. And One Royce couldn't pull it off. Midfielders in Germany for, for many, many, many years. And know, Royce. No, no, Royce, it's funny you know, that. Not, not, not straight from the point, but players like Royce, Royce, um, you know, for these three players to stand out individually, just like purely mm-hmm. individually and on a team level, in a generation of players that was completely stuck in midfield talent. Like they could, Germany could have five different combinations. Of I don't remember for, for the most for most of Rice career, he's played as a winger or um, an inside forward. So. Exactly. And you know that legendary partnership between him and Gorza that led Dortmund to two, to two titles. It's, you know, it's. Ah, oh, what can you say, man? But like you know, again, I think this comes back to the point where you know, Barca and Madrid has, like you say, it's good for the league when somebody else wins because Not Barca this way, and Madrid has allowed. Because of their selfishness, and I'll call it being selfish and negligence, and yeah, they have allowed the La Liga as a league overall to be stagnated to this level. Where no, but here's the thing though the rest of La Liga isn't stagnating, that's so strange. Part no, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking like the quality of players, I'm talking the league overall, the, the attractability of the league. No, but that's the, what the I'm talking about. Finances of the league. But that, no, it but that's has what I'm saying. Stagnated so badly. No, but what I'm saying is, um, I would say what is holding up La Liga now are the small teams. Yeah, because the, the thing that makes the Premier League exciting is the Premier League has seven. I want to Wolves can beat the top seven. The traditional, the, the, the traditional seat. Everybody know the big six is. Then you have a Leicester, a Everton, a Wolves, a West Ham that can beat any of the big six on their day. But, and all on their day, and also on their day can provide a good run in the Europa League. Or just overall entertainment to watch. Exactly. And when you look at the, the Premier League on a whole and the Bundesliga followed the same model when they got a big, big um, deal from Sky and BT for broadcasting rights. That, that distribution, that equal distribution of just the domestic rights, because that's what 
that's what Bundesliga did, the domestic rights. But that equal distribution is the only reason why the Premier League is this competitive. It's the only reason why Leicester can look at Manchester United and be like, oh, you want Maguire? You have a car for 80 million. Because back in the day, these smaller clubs were under pressure to sell their big stars. Yes, they can't. These were under pressure to sell Rio Ferdinand because they needed the money. Yes, they can't come to the negotiation table when. Um, and be like, oh, I got the door. Yeah, we'll 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 this play, I know. We can't. Yeah, we'll 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 Aston Grealish, United love to get Grealish. Aston Villa, Aston Villa have to sell? No. No. Declan Rice, a lot of clubs would love Declan Rice. Does West Ham have to sell? No. So West Ham can't tell us, oh yeah, we need eight, we want 80 million for Declan Rice. Declan Rice now with 80 million. But what pressure are they under to sell? The government gives them them stadium, them collecting 140 to 150 million from the Premier League every every season. So tell me, you know? And La Liga, what La Liga has done is they've allowed Barca and Madrid to dictate the terms for so long. And they've relied so much on Barca and Madrid to bring eyes to the league. But now that Messi is at the twilight of his career and CR7 already left, who are you going to market the league to now? Does the average No, but here's the thing about that. Here's here's the thing about that. That's not an issue. It's not an issue. It's not as big an issue as a um, as it would seem. Because that problem can be solved easily. And the next thing is one thing I learned about sports. Yeah. There's always somebody next. What is so that is very true, you know. There's always somebody next, and that's true. But the problem is, you know, does Barca Madrid feel like they will have a monopoly of the next set of global superstars? Yeah, they can. They can, but will they be? I don't think so. I think they will because of their history. Yeah, but no, I feel at this point in time, the next big set of global superstars. They will not be hoarded by no one club as it was in the past. No, but, but here's here's my problem with that. The only club that is really guilty of that is Madrid. Repeat. The only club that's guilty of that is Madrid, in all fairness. True. Barca built their um or between I you know it's funny, you know, Barca find them problem. Because they have strayed from what the model that Cruyff had left them, the blueprint for success. They have strayed from that model under um, Bartomeu. The model that Cruyff created and successive managers, as, as Pep said, Cruyff built the chapel. We just put a new paint on it. That model, that proven model of success. And United did the same thing. And Liverpool of all is also the same thing. This model of success that they have built, these clubs find themselves in the situation that they are in 
because they have strayed away from it. United tried to go a Galacticus policy. Oh, they're spending Barca big the money, wasting, just wasting money all over the place. Barca, the same thing, wasting hundreds of millions from Coutinho, Griezmann, them. Um, all right, well, then, wait, here's the thing, here's the thing, though. here's the thing. Here's why I don't see it as a waste of money. No, these are good players, you know, and I'm not saying that they're, they're not good players, they're not world-class players. But I'm just saying, you know, that this constant going around and, oh, we're going to splash 100 million on this player and splash 100 million on that player and throw them together into a, a squad and say, go, they go play. That has never been their model. True, that but never here's... been their way of building teams. They, that's not how they used to, that's not how they used to win. Yeah, but that's, but here's the thing though. It's not, it, it, it only got, it, it doesn't, it, it got out of hand, which is the problem. Like, yeah, because no, I'm not saying that these things never used to buy players, you know. I'm just saying that the over-reliance on buying players, spending big money, is what has gotten these clubs in situations that they are in. No, but because that's what I said. What is, no, but here's the thing. What is Laporte going to do now? What are these clubs going to do now to get back to their glory days? That's they're, a, that's they, they're going back to the proven blueprint of what delivered success. I wouldn't say that Why? because... Mad- hold on, hold on, hold on. I wouldn't say that because... Mad- no, no. Madrid's Mad- Mad- blueprint of success is always buying players. Yeah, and the youngsters that they no, but the youngsters that they have right now in their squad, even though the guards are already no, no, no. The only difference that they did this time was they decided to buy these players for cheap instead of spending the big money. I would, I would they decided to buy them. Well, no, they weren't cheap because, like I said, there are other clubs who want these players because they are top class youngsters. But the only difference is that normally Madrid will buy them when they're entering their prime. No, Perez decided to buy them while they're still youngsters. And that's so one you don't of have the to spend because the price of these players back in the day, you'll be spending a 50 million for a player in his prime. Now, 50 million is just getting you a youngster. Look how much Atletico had to pay for Felix, which is one of the best players of his generation with the same potential as with the Hollands and the Mbappes. But he's just keeping it low key, like you said. When, when Atletico bought Griezmann from Soisedad, nobody said he was going to be anything. Nobody predicted he was going to be one of the best players in no world way. football. And what they you'd say... You'd have, have to, hold on. You'd have to, be a, you'd have to be a super La Liga fan. If you were, if you were a La Liga fan, you would have been... Super scoop. You would have been that die-hearted La Liga fan to even say, yo... Because I remember just you telling me that nobody in France rated Griezmann, not one. No, um, Leon rejected him, saying that he was too small. My Marseille team, I think, belongs in that category. But Leon was the Leon was the um, Bayern of the league in the early two thousands. Yeah, they just and, oh yeah yeah N- never mind bye. And they said, "Yo, you're too small." And so said that brought him in from academy days. And if you know anything about the Bilbao area in Spain. Yeah, the Basque agreement, yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. The Basque agreement has a closet where if mm-hmm. if you are an international player and you come to our academy and you've been yeah, you, you are, America, yes. you're considered Basque. You're considered Basque. Which is yes. why Griezmann that is the, always... That is the difference. 
which is why Griezmann always, um, for some reason, corrects people that his name isn't pronounced Griezmann, it's Griezmann. Yes, because, because it's in Spanish, in, 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 in Spanish pronunciation. Yeah, pronounced it in the. Which I know, funny, you can't run him because in his home country, nobody rated him. No, they rejected. They all rejected him. So, um, the Basque country didn't reject him. So said that didn't what? reject him. Nobody, and, and again, reason So he said that gave him the platform to to excel. And the same play that was too small is the same play that was one of your crucial players. I want to the work of it. As a matter of fact, he, he was the star of the, the, the 2016 Euros. A couple, exactly. of smart, a couple of smart substitutions and smart decisions and you won that um, 2016. They would have won that, exactly. And Gignac should never game, been brought on because you needed PSV. Uh, well, I don't say he shouldn't have been there, but he shouldn't have... He shouldn't have he, that was not the right As you know, it's funny, you know, Griezmann hit the post two times that Euros final, you know. And I remember we were watching it at a bar and I was so, so pissed. I'm like, you beat Germany to come lose to Portugal. And I've never been as upset as I've ever been before. <laughs> because of all the teams you lose to, you lose to a poor Portugal team. And I don't care what no Portuguese fan want to say. That team should have never won that trophy. They should. Whereas Manani were done. CR7, um, it's still world class. CR7 10 class. coach. You mean never apartheid. Um, I wouldn't say turn coach because you just jumping up on them on the sideline doesn't stop. Um, the coach was sitting and he was one that was do direct. Ah, that's bullshit. No, 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 no. Let's stop, let's stop trying to boost up Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, we know, we know, we know. He was, he, 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 he was the cheerleader. He was, he was motivating his team. Yeah, stop, stop. Yeah, so we don't talk about Cristiano um, but granted, he, he he got them to the final. And I wouldn't say that either. Renato Sanchez and Ricardo Quaresma scored the important Yes, goals. but you know, again, that is true. But Christie also scored important goals. No, definitely. And I, definitely. Think, I think this has always been the biggest. When, when persons talk about, oh, but Ronaldo has a U.S. method, doesn't have a Copa. I'm like, yeah, because Ronaldo's teammate decided to help him out. Exactly. Ronaldo, Ronaldo don't have to carry the money back. You know, That's when exactly. the load gets too heavy, Renato Sanchez... Quaresma, Nani, they're like, all right, we'll take some of the loan. William, William Carvalho, everybody else had a fitting job. Pepe, they were like, yeah, man, we'll take some of the loan. Argentina's never called their right defense before. Argentina's never told Messi, oh, we'll take some of the loan. Di <laughs> Maria and Aguirre say, oh, no, man, we're injured, we can't manage. Again, how, and, and, oh, yeah, man, we can't, you, we can't, we can't how, manage. And how, how do you stop players from getting injured? Because Aguirre and Aguirre fought and get injured before. Um, no, everything. I'm saying, you know, again, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't stop injuries because these players are playing what? 60 plus matches in their normal league. And again, we are asked them to play another 15 matches in, in what, two months? One month, really, but it, one month. One month, but based on six weeks, really? no, well, no, 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 it's still four weeks, it's actually one month. But the way they put it in the two months, for example, it's usually June 10th and July, and July. the second week of July, yes. Yeah, so it's always, so it's always the week of July because the players get two weeks off and come back yeah. in August. Well, yeah, well, so it's, well, a, it's always season. around, it's always and around a month. The football season starts in the second week 
second and going into the third week of August. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, well, you, know, uh, this, you can't let, stop let's, certain let's, things. Let's even continue along the sports science path because the players are going into a Euros campaign and going into a World Cup campaign after playing a hell of a COVID season. And a lot of clubs are using this thing called AMS that keeps track of players, you know, let, the, let them know if which players are in the red zone, which players are going to get injured in the next match, who needs a break, what's their pain tolerance. It's, a, it's sports science, and Mario is the best person to explain how all of these things work. But um, we have a sports science that is on the Chelsea fan group, and he, he's no longer working at I think, Chelsea, I, but he's working well, at Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I, I want I want, I want to that the next day. I want, I want to, like, that real thing the next day. Yeah. Like, like tonight's not, tonight's not, that, not the night. Yeah, but I'm just saying, overall, you know, today he gave us a little update, because, you know, the whole thing happening now about Schultz-Carr, and the, he changed his entire team, and it was disrespectful, yada, yada, such and such, all that foolishness. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, from a sports science perspective, after the match that United played on the weekend, he said that half of United squad was in the red zone going into that match against Leicester. He said that even if Ole wanted to start his strongest 11, the sports science department wouldn't pick, wouldn't, there, would, there would be a complete They'll be completely and against. Funny, it. Yeah, but here's the thing. The funny thing about it is, you know, the funny thing, the funny thing about it is, you know, we live in a FIFA video game generation, who, and mega, 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 go deep down the rabbit hole. Mega go deep down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You remember back in FIFA, like ten, FIFA oh nine, you play manager mode, right? Yeah. yeah. If you played your best player too long, mm-hmm. their fatigue bar would go down to red. Yeah. This is from 2010. And I know that this is... And, and No, but guess what? In well, FIFA no, no, 21, no. It's even worse. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, There's a reason why I'm pushing back to FIFA, like 2010. There's a reason why I'm going to do that. The FIFA 09 to 06, goddamn any FIFA you play from 98 to the 2000s. You play a manager mode, it could have been the best player. You could have been a box-to-box midfielder with high energy and stamina like a Ramirez or SCM. If I play you for five minutes, exactly. You're going to see a fatigue bar starting to build up. So it's not complicated to know that okay. If you see Rashford and Greenwood playing damn near every game for the season, they're going to be, there's going to be a time where he has to rotate the squad. But you see, because this generation plays so much damn ultimate team. No, but it's funny, you know, you see, in ultimate team last year, right? Yeah. You had something called a fitness card. Yeah. If you played two matches in a row without using a fitness card, mm-hmm. all your players would be in 70 and 60. Some, some yeah. even in 50. This yeah, is the then, only year that EA took out the fitness card 
in an ultimate team. No, but, but you the same FIFA analogy, right? In carrying him over FIFA this time, right? Yeah. You can barely play the same 11 too much in a row. My brother has a career mode, right? And if he has a league match on the weekend, the next time I'm seeing you in the cup, is a complete different 11. And I say, yo, so why you changed the 11? And he's like, oh, come here is the same player. Everybody else have 60 and 50 in that stamina. Then they can't play the next match. Exactly. But my point is that we interpret football like that day to day. I think people think these players are robots. I remember, yeah, like, like I said, like, said a vi- like a video game, like a, a video manager, game. A Premier League manager came out and he said that for these matches, I won't be picking the starting eleven. It's the sports science department that will be picking the eleven. No, but here's just go a... tell me which eleven players can go up on the field without getting an injury. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. Look how up in arms the NFL um, players are going on about one more match. When I talk about them, when I talk about say yo, it a move from sixteen games to twenty games, you know. So one more match, right now the NFL players will say they don't want to go to um mandatory OTAs, which is like the preseason before the preseason. Mm-hmm. Right now the NFL players association are 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 at um are at odds with the NFL with the league, yeah, because yo. Not only do we not want it to play one more game, even though the players sign off on it, because I'm not saying that me, even though too much billionaire owners involved in it, mm-hmm. for, for, for them to get a difference. But they say, all right, cool, we'll give you 17 games. Let's get rid of mandatory OTAs because it's like having yeah, pre-season, so we have a lot before preseason. Yeah, but a lot of guys were saying, because remember, not, there were no OTAs last year because of COVID. Yeah. And everybody say, yo, I had the best season of my career. But he never feel beat up. Because remember, you know, this OTAs is preseason training before actual preseason training. Mm-hmm. So that's like playing two preseasons and then playing a full season. As you said, football players or soccer players, as soon as two weeks out of the um, season gone, they're in a new training camp training to go play for play for Copa America, Euros, or a World Cup, or even Af- Olympic. Uh, you know, African Cup of Nations, Asian. Footballers are playing almost up to 80 matches. Almost year. A year. So, again, is it's the same argument with the NFL. And right now, the NBA players are right now. The NBA player, them and drop like dimes. Yep. Don't, you remember duck hunting? Remember the duck hunting game back in the day? <laughs> and right Nintendo now, I saw the, 64. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the NFL player, them and get picked off right now. LeBron James gone. Then then James Harden gone. Then KD gone. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson never lost one match before him. Yeah, before I think he's already back. gone. <laughs> yeah, and then when him come back, immediately go back. He never gets started. Exactly. Anthony Davis in and out. Um, every 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 sport right now is having injury problems, and sports science seems to be getting better. But one thing sports science can never, I will never fix. It cannot turn us into. Body needs time to rest, and Anthony, nothing beats good old fashioned rest. You don't not doing anything because we're still humans until Elon perfect this whole um. 
Neuralink and we start having cybernetic implants and who knows what the rules are until, the game. Until we reach cyberpunk. Yeah, until we reach cyberpunk. Um, 2029. Or 2029? Or 2027? Yeah. One out of the 2027. Two. Cyberpunk 2027. Yeah. One of, until... Until we reach Blade Runner level. Yeah, augmented, augmented... Um, Reality. reality and all these things yeah until we truly hit those heights We're the human body bodies. has limits yeah the nba have a shorter season this season and still people people are dropped like fly they're having a shorter season than usual it's usually 82 games they drop it to almost 60 or 70 something and you're having more injuries than ever So, yo, human beings are still human beings. And I think that is the best point to end it on. Human beings are still human beings. I'm surprised it didn't last this long. Yeah, I'm surprised too. But, you know. Um, thank you for listening. I think I think the next podcast will do a proper FA Cup um, podcast. Because FA Cup is this weekend. And we have a... We have a Champions League final to discuss. There's a pause record button. If there's always been a pause record button. I should, I heard. <laughs> You've never seen the pause record button before? Just, all right, let's just let's continue in the podcast. This is some about um, Champions League final. Yes, we have a Champions League final to discuss. Another all-English Champions League final. We have a Europa League final to discuss. Um, Villarreal versus United. Uh, my money is on Emery in the class. Emery. Yo, ah, oh, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Me and it for the same thing. Me and on the same boat. My money depend you and I, Emery. My money depend you and I, Emery. I don't know who Arsenal feels. You know, the manager with your fire. And the manager in Arsenal. <laughs> and I use a weaker squad squad for doing it. Because this is not week. even a... This is not this is not this is not even this Villarreal like squad is, seven, isn't as good as the Sevilla squad. La there's seven no, in La Liga. They're not as good as the Sevilla squads that won. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm feeling about. The manager yesterday, the store that the builder refused shall become the cornerstone. Well it's funny that you fire Emery, who had you fifth, fifth, who had you in Europa League places. Brought you to a Europa League final. Our manager now has you ninth and being knocked out of the Europa League. No, by but, the no, but, no, no, but here's the difference. Here's the difference. And it's, I said the same thing about Frank Lampard. It's not just when it, when it comes on to dealing with managers like Lampard and Arteta in the situations that they're in now, it's not just about, unless you can just give them an absolutely world-class squad. It's about not just the squad growing, but them growing as managers as well. So are you willing to yeah, but take again, those you know, It's foolish to... It's foolish. Arsenal is not in the position where they need a young manager. Oh, no. I could tell you that. But at the, uh, again... So you um, fire Emery to put an inexperienced manager at the helm. It was a disaster waiting to happen. Who did Chelsea fire for, for, for put Lampard at the helm? Yeah, but the problem is Chelsea can build a world-class squad. That's the difference. Chelsea went out and gave Lampard 200 million for buy players. Well, true. Cranky Arsenal can't even give Arteta 50 million. <laughs> exactly. 
so again, oh, different Chelsea situation. Bill Lampard, a squad. So, I said, all right, let's so, try. So yeah, Lampard, go and go, go and go DT because we can give our work class squad. We are to work with and again, and then again, again, this this went back to the Zidane and Guardiola thing. We need to get out of football's idea that every former player is going to be just because they were world class players doesn't mean that they're going to be world class managers. Yes, because Guardiola, well, granted, yes, Guardiola had a world class squad and a, one of the greatest players of all time in the squad. But he was Zidane also one of the greatest players. Of all time in his squad. Several. Which several, have already won several, a Champions League. Several players. World Cup Every winners. Squad. The only squad Zidane never played in the Inter World Cup winners and superstars was the border squad that he got um, that he came out of France with. So, and he still won them a title because they were one of the better teams in the league at the time. Perhaps. Exactly. So both of these managers has managed world-class teams with world-class players our, our world are some of the best players of all time in their respective positions because everybody in these Madrid and Barca squads that Pep and Zidane took over are in the, the conversation of some of the best in their generation. Yeah. Going down, if you're putting a top 10 list of top 10 midfielders, we go, we go be here all night figuring out how to get in. Cruz, Madrid, Xavi, and Iniesta, and where them fall in Busquets, with the likes Casimiro, of your Matthias, your Busquets. Exactly. We will be here all night trying to figure out a top 10. And you're probably going to start separating by not just position, uh, but uh, by where, role. And, and then where does De Bruyne, and if we just if we're to just add up the Guardiola teams, where does De Bruyne, Schweinsteiger, Xavi, your Mullahs, your Orzils, uh, where are these players sitting? Yeah, where does everybody fit in? Where does Isco fit so, in? Um, where does Modric, Cruz, um, Casemiro fit in? The Shabby Alonso's are the world. Where, does, where do they fit in? You'll be here all night trying, trying to figure out how, your, how, how, how to sort out this list. So those are the caliber of squads that they took over. They did not take over a team where need everybody in the few place on the transfer list and the entire new level was bought. Lampard was in that position where Chelsea was able to go out there and buy him six first team players. Because other persons don't realize that that's what Chelsea did. They bought a left back. They went out and got Thiago Silva. They went out and got Eduardo Mendy. They went out and got Timo Werner. They went out and got Kai Havertz. And they, and they added Pulisic the season before that. So, All right, let's let's end the podcast. Let's end this. But poor Arsenal, any pandemonium, man.